Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, John Chapman, and today you guys are going to step into my world. Um, what we're going to do, we have reached the midpoint of the season, and I told you guys this was coming. Uh, I, for those of you that don't know, uh, I don't just do 49ers stuff. I'm a teacher as well, and today is going to be report card day. Uh, we are at midterms. Uh, we finished eight games. We have eight games left in the regular season. So what I want to do today is kind of jump into and see exactly where everybody's graded. So we're going to go through the starters. We're going to look at uh, who's done well, uh, grade the overall uh, offense, defense, even a little bit of special teams talk. We got to throw that in there. Uh, we got a lot of stuff, and we're going to conclude today's episode with, you know, again, today we're, we're taking a step back. We had the mini bye week. We've got some news, some updates, all kinds of different stuff out there. But uh, what I want to do and when we, we're finished with today is – we feel much better about where we are long term and kind of take a, a, a quick peek into what we have to fix going forward because this is to say it's a pivotal week, that's an understatement. You know, it, we have a two game lead in the NFC West, the only remaining undefeated, undefeated team in the entire NFL. But this game has carries way more weight than any game before it and more weight than several games after it. You know, we might play better teams than Seattle on our schedule, but this game is key because if the 49ers win Monday night, which I expect them to do, that's a three-game lead in the NFC West with only seven games remaining. Um, and most of those games are going to be home games despite being very difficult opponents. You know, obviously, uh, Green Bay, the Saints, the Ravens, you know, Seahawks again, Week 17, and the Rams. I mean, there's lots of tough matchups in there, but if this game, if the 49ers take care of business off of this 11-day break at home Monday night versus the division rival Seattle Seahawks, great things are in store. So uh, lots of good things. Now let's get through just a little bit of news first before we do that, and there is a lot of news. You know, Kyle Shanahan just finished up his press conference, him and Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. But right off the bat, uh, Robbie Gold, goodness, uh, very much in doubt is the quote from the Seattle, uh, from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. And so the 49ers had to go and make a move. They brought in kicker Chase McLaughlin, who's a rookie. He has kicked in four games this year. He has six for nine in the field goal. Nice. Uh, made all seven extra points for the Los Angeles Chargers before he was let go. So, uh, what you want is you want gold to be health, healthy. And Kyle Shanahan just said that there's still a chance that he could go Monday night, but they've got to move forward and try to secure this. The special teams field goal unit has been, it's been terrible. It has been very, very bad. And this is definitely not going to help it. So we'll have to see what happens. You know, do you, if he's full, good to go, that's great. You put him out there just because he's so experienced and all those things. But if he can't kick, you know, his full capacity, whenever you look at the quad injury, that's going to affect you, basically, your power kicking. It's not going to affect your accuracy as much. That's a power game. So if you have is a Robbie Gold that's capped at 45-yard field goals better than a Chase McLaughlin who could kick, you know, from 52, 53 perhaps, this is something that the, the coaching staff is waving. Uh, you know, kind of wane. And they're, they're, they're going to try to figure this out for sure, but I would not be surprised if Robbie Gold does not kick this week, which is problematic when you're paying this guy so much money. Um, George Kittle didn't practice again today, and Kyle Shanahan gave us a little bit more information with that as well. Turns out, not just his knee. He's got some ankle issues as well. Um, so I'm a little bit less confident 
you know, I, w- I said last episode, probably 75% likely George Kittle plays Monday night. I'm backing that down a little bit, probably in the 60s range. Now, he doesn't have to practice to play, but you've got to get that limited workout in Saturday. That is going to be key. Saturday workout for a Monday game is key. Friday workout for a Sunday game is key. So Saturday is key. That's all he needs to do to play, but uh, there's a chance. Um, now, some more positive news, Jalen Hurd. It's seeing like he's going to be reevaluated next week and a possible return candidate for week 13. So, um, you know, he is on IR, injured reserve, but he has a three-week timetable that he can start to practice before he comes back to see. Uh, bad news. Flip side of this, Jalen Hurd positive. Trent Taylor, very, very pessimistic. You know, Kyle Shanahan basically said, it's not looking like he's going to be coming back um, this year. His his foot was much worse than what they expected. So uh, major bad news there. That That's kind of the biggest bummer or bad news of the day, probably even more important than our kicker. But yeah, that, that's kind of what it is and what it's going to be now. Um, so, again, uh, Red Eye, hopefully I answered your question there with Kittle. Uh, it's got to be in the 60% range, which is not great. It's not great. Um, next question here from Nick. Is the key to beating Seattle simply outscoring them um, as our offense has such an advantage over their defense? You are exactly correct, Nick. One, our offense is <laughs> – we've got a great matchup. Going against the Seattle team has always been kind of rough just because of the way they're, they scheme their defense with Pete Carroll and personnel. Not anymore. Their defense isn't really special. Now, our next episode, which will be Saturday morning, two days before the game Sunday, will be an all-out scouting report. And I want to pour a bunch of time into this. So I don't want to jump too much into the Seattle game. But again, all of my keys to the game is going to be around Russell Wilson. Uh, we've got to hit Russell Wilson, which is uh, it's happened a lot. They've given up a lot of pressures and a lot of quarterback hits. That's got to continue. But you cannot just go into this thinking, man, if we score 30 points, we win. No, the over-under on this game is huge, and this is what we're going to end the episode on today. Um, but you, you, it, they're expecting a lot of points. It's at 47.5 points, one of the larger um, projected win totals or point totals from Vegas this week. So there's going to be a lot of points on the board, and you just, you've just you got to make sure you hit Russell Wilson and make him uncomfortable. That is key. Um, is the Green Bay or New Orleans game more important to win? Right now, it's got to be the New Orleans game because Green Bay lost. Uh, they are two games behind us whenever you're looking at home field advantage or that first round buy in the playoffs. New Orleans, one game behind us. And again, I'll say this. In postseason play for the NFL, uh, two things are imperative. One, Great defense, especially pass rush, and two, a rushing game. Those two things travel very, very well. So and to win on the road in the playoffs is very, very difficult in the NFL, but those are the two uh, most chief points and able to secure that. So that's huge. So we can travel relatively well, and we can see that with our road. Uh, we've got five road wins already this year. So th- that's great. But uh, again, this is just my own perspective. I would much rather travel to Green Bay than travel to New Orleans in the Superdome. I don't care if it's snowy in Green Bay. That doesn't really bother me too much. I understand Lambeau's a hard place to play. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. But again, Green Bay is nowhere near the caliber um, as New Orleans Saints. Now, if you catch Aaron Rodgers on a good day where if he's playing perfect, then that's going to change. But I would much rather prefer at Green to play. If, I, if my two choices were at Lambeau, um, or you know, down in New Orleans, I'd rather go to New, uh, Lambeau. That's just me personally. So definitely rooting against New Orleans, which is hard to do because they've got such a stacked team. They're very, very good. So I would not be surprised in the least if the NFC Championship was the 49ers and the Saints. I think they are by far the two best teams in the NFC and perhaps the two best teams in the NFL. You look at what is being put out there, and you can talk about – New England, all you want. I don't care. Their offense is not scary at all. Their defense is terrifying, but I do believe the three best teams in the NFL are all in the NFC this year, and it's the three teams we just got through talking about, Green Bay, New Orleans, and the 49ers. So um, how much better can our run game get now uh, that we get Staley, McGlinchley, and Juice back? That's huge. You, You are exactly correct. Things are going to start to look better. Um, now, teams can scheme to try to take away what you want to do. We want to run the football. 
Kyle Shanahan wants to run 40 times a game. But if if they're going to load the box, then you got to beat them passing the ball, which we had to do against the Cardinals. So this is key here because we're getting players back. Now, McGlinchey has had a bad start to the season, and before he got injured, not, I don't want to say bad, but pedestrian, last year he ended the season looking like perhaps one of the best tackles in the entire NFL, not right tackles, best overall tackles. We haven't seen that too much this year. There's been glimpses, but um, definitely not the case. Um so yeah, the run game's going to improve in the fact that, you know, we were worried about Matt Breida uh, with his ankle, but goodness, he had by far the superior game against the Cardinals. Hopefully that continues. The 11-day break has got to help. You know, we've got Tevin Coleman now. He seems great, healthy. He had an in- early injury. Breida had the later injury. But if those two guys are healthy, we bring back these three premier run-blocking players Sky's the limit, and you can run on this defense. You know, Bobby Wagner's one of the better linebackers in the game, but he's great because of his side-to-side speed and coverage ability. So you run right at him. You run right at him, and you kind of negate what it is that he does well. Um, real quick, Superfly, uh, Kella Witherspoon, yeah, it's not – he had a – a little bit of a setback last week, about 10 days ago is what Kyle Shanahan said. So I would not be surprised if Witherspoon is not active this week. I think next week is the target against the Cardinals. And that's okay because Emmanuel Mosley has played so well. You do not have to rush anybody back. You don't have to rush rush either of the tackles back. Now, Kyle Juszczyk, I think, is the one player that... If somebody had to be rushed back, not saying we're going to do this, the 49ers are going to do this, but if there was one player that like had to be rushed back because there's such a giant drop-off um, before between performance, it would be Kyle Juszczyk. He, uh, Roz Dwelly's played great, and even George Kittle helping out in that formation as well, but Kyle Juszczyk is definitely different. <laughs> so we've got to get that guy up there. So a uh, couple things I do want to just bring to the attention and a couple questions out there. We will be broadcasting live again this week. So if you do not want to listen to Burger McFarland, trust me, you do not want to listen to Burger McFarland. We got you covered. There's two different places that you can get that. If you have an iPhone, download the Hot Mic app. Uh, it's just one word, H-O-T-M-I-C. And the uh, Invite password, again, it's in, still in a soft launch phase, so you have to use the invite code to get it. Otherwise, it's not available to everybody. And the promo code is this, Rush ESF, one word, R-U-S-H-E-S-F. That's free for iPhone users. And good news, the um, application for their Google um, app store, whatever you want to call it. That is coming later in this month, uh, towards the end of November, early December. So that is coming. However, if you do have an Android, you can still listen live. Um, all you have to do is just go to my Twitter feed at JL underscore Chapman. I'm going to put that up through Periscope on my Twitter feed and you can watch that and sync it. Uh, obviously the app is much better. Uh, lots of money is being put into this to, you know, get this to where it needs to be. So we will be broadcasting live the entire Monday night game. So please head over there. Really, really excited. A lot of positive feedback, a lot of positive feedback, and so we're going to keep doing that for you guys. Now, let's do this. Let's jump into some grades. As a teacher, I love this stuff, all right? Um, And and if we look at what the 49ers have done, we're going to start with the offense, and it's, it's what drives the fans. So overall, our running game offense, if we had to give a grade to the overall unit, okay, it's an A+. You cannot receive a better grade for how efficient the 49ers have been running the football. Um, The most rush attempts in the entire NFL, second most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns, and a 4.5 yards per attempt average. So A+. Now let's jump down to the passing game. And again, the passing game is going to be... It's going to be a B. And we're going to go through the players and all this stuff and why it is that way. But the main reason why it's a B is turnovers. Okay, Um, you know, we're not throwing the ball that much. We have the second fewest passing attempts in the NFL. And that's a good thing because Kyle Shanahan wants to control the clock. He wants to control the tempo and he wants to beat people up in the trenches. Uh, Exact same thing we're doing defensively. So we don't throw the ball that much. And even though we we are 31st in pass attempts, we're 22nd and passing yards. Now, the touchdowns is kind of the major, like, ouch. Um, you know, seven touchdowns, which we no touchdown, or sorry, seven interceptions. And so that is kind of, that's going to improve, hopefully. You've got to hope that improves. Again, it's mostly first half. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown six interceptions in the first half, only one in the second half. So hopefully that will continue to improve. But 
As with all things Kyle Shanahan, you can look through every offense that he has ever performed under. The net yards per passing attempt, we are averaging 7.3. That's number seven in the NFL. So even though we don't throw it a lot, we throw it very efficiently. So those are our grades overall. Now let's go through some players. Here we go. Um, we're going to start with the top of the class. Why not? you got to start with the top players. So we're going to break this down. Um, A's, B's, C's, and F's. So A's. Offense. Here we go. Number one, George Kittle. Number one overall player. We don't need to throw out stats. Guy's just special. Really, really hope he plays this week. He brings such an added advantage um, through the running and passing game, morale, in the huddle, leadership, all those things. He's going to be on the sideline, even if he doesn't suit up. But really, really hope that he is out there. Um, Other A grades. Here we go. Oh, I'm excited. Matt Breida, baby. Matt Breida is crushing it. Currently the number eight overall running back, according to Pro Football Focus. Just throw out some stats here. He is averaging 5.3 yards per carry, which is almost his career average. He's special. 16 runs for Matt Breida. Over 10 yards. 16 10-plus yard runs. That is just doesn't even make sense. An 88% catch rate, just efficient, effective um, across all things. Very, very good. Kyle Juszczyk gets an A even though he only played four games. He's the number one overall fullback, and once he comes back, I do believe he will make the largest impact of any of the returning players, which is saying a lot, uh, <laughs> especially whenever you're getting you know an all-pro left tackle back, a Pro Bowl caliber right tackle back. Kyle Juszczyk's the number one guy as far as coming back. That is huge. Manuel Sanders, only two games the number 14 overall wide receiver according to pro football focus and he has played so well two touchdowns in only two games third uh, every catch against the cardinals was for a first down or a touchdown just efficient uh, he's not the giant big play guy but 11 receptions on 14 targets for two touchdowns Kid, he, he's flying up the charts. Daniel Brunskill and Justin School get an A for me just because they stepped in when we needed them most, and efficiently, they've done really, really well. Uh, Daniel Brunskill measures as the number 11 overall tackle. Justin School, the number 30 overall tackle in the NFL. So those are my A's. I'm going to stop there, and I can I can feel the tension and the anger. Bring it on. Uh, we are now down to the B category, and we're going to go. I'm going to put Jimmy Garoppolo in this category. Um, I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that I I struggled with putting him in the A to B, but the touchdown to interception ratio is the only thing keeping him back. I got him at a B plus, people, so uh, please do not cuss my grandparents out. Um, 13 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Um, He's getting better, and he's shown that when he is on, he is elite. He is fire. And in clutch situations, third down, fourth downs, uh, he's – He's great. So hopefully that continues and we just cut back on those costly mistakes. There were a couple passes. You know, we went through on my Patreon account. If you haven't joined us, we did the offensive breakdown already. I'm going to do the defensive breakdown of the cards game right after I finish recording this. But, man, there were two to three passes early on that were very, very scary. Could have been intercepted. But once he calmed down then it was lights out. So if we can just eliminate that early first and second quarter kind of misfires or misreads, then he's an A player. So he's trending upwards, but I'm putting him in my B-plus category. Next up is Tevin Coleman, um, who, man, that 1-4 touchdown game was special. But he's 4.3 yards per carry, so a full yard less than Matt Breida. He's had nine 10-plus yard runs. And, And these guys have played about the same. You know, you look at what their rush attempts are or what their touches are. They're really not that far off. Matt Breida has 99, um, and Tevin Coleman has 350, uh, uh, sorry, 83. So, you know, there's 16 carries between them, but in every single measurable category, Tevin Coleman is far behind Matt Breida. 77% catch rate to Breida's 88, um, and again, 9, 10 plus yard runs, whereas Brita has 16. So the efficiency, the explosiveness, the all consistency is all in Matt Brita's favor. But Tevin Coleman's not playing bad at all. I'm not trying to uh, knock him at all, but I don't think it's close between those two guys. Also, man, surprise for me, Kendrick Bourne. I put Kendrick Bourne in this category because he has done so much with very, very little. His snap count isn't necessarily, you know, off the charts, but with what he has been able to put out there, he's done really, really well. Um, he's he's just one of those guys that's that's doing well. He's got 206 total snaps, 
But if you look at what he's been able to put out as far as receiving goes, he's done really, really well. He's got 11 catches on 16 targets for that huge touchdown. And his catches have been huge. Third down plays in the end zone. His blocking grade is wonderful. Um, Somebody that's doing a lot with a very small number of snaps. And that's just efficiency. That's what we need. Um, Roz Dwelly. He's (laughs) I, I struggled. I bounced him back between B and C. You know, he's the number 67th rated tight end, according to Pro Football Focus, but I don't care. One, he iced the game against the Cardinals. He's played out of position at fullback. Um, he's stepped in when Kittle was hurt. He stepped in when Juszczyk was hurt. He's blocking more than he's used to. He's catching really, really well. He's doing great. And that is just one of those things that, you know, we thought Dwelly was going to be a bu- bubble player all throughout the offseason. But this guy just continues to show up in big moments. Nothing's too big for him. And really excited to have this man moving forward. And uh, Roz Dwelly's played great. Other B grades, we've got three linemen I want to talk about. Mike McGlinchey, uh, the number 55 overall rated tackle on Pro Football Focus. Struggled a little bit, but so glad to have him back. There are things that he can do that no other lineman on our roster can do. He is great in space, and this is going to allow that screen game that Kyle Shanahan loves to use. He's going to be one of those guys out there. Uh, Brunskill's done wonderful, but... um. McGlinchey, he's a first he's a top ten pick for a reason. The athleticism, the scheme fit, the build, the mentality, all those things. McGlinchey is going to be great. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson, the number 13 overrated uh, guard. I wanted to put him up there as an A, but I I bounced him down just because he's had a couple of bad games. A lot of that had to do with the you know former back-to-back defensive player of the year Aaron Donald but uh, Lakin's been great coming off of his best game against the Cardinals excited to see what he's going to do against the Seattle Seahawks and then my last B grade is Mike Person what's up person how you doing number 19 my biggest weakness heading into the offseason was Mike and he has beyond answered the call he's played very very well so he gets a B hopefully if we just get average play from the guards this offense is going to be just fine um that's it Uh, we just need average play and they're they're exceeding that comfortably (laughs) very very comfortably now let's move on to our c grades here we go this is where people start to get mad at me we got three wide receivers in a row debo samuel and please tell me if you disagree with these I, i like to argue it makes me feel good about my life he's rated as the number 72 overall wide receiver um and the main reason why I have him in a C, not a B category, is just the negative plays. He's got four drop passes, four penalties, and a fumble. So he's averaging a negative play every single game. But the upside of everything that is Debo Samuel, he's electric. You know, Averaging 10.3 yards per reception, and he's not running deep routes. He's doing that through broken tackles and speed, and then whenever you turn around and look at what he's done in the run game, he's got five rush attempts for 37 yards and a touchdown. So he's able to allow Kyle Shanahan to do the crazy scheme things, and I think Debo Samuel could be a star in this league. I do believe that. He's just got to get more consistent. 73% catch rate's okay, not bad, but um, those negative plays, that can't, he dropped two touchdowns, so that's, that's kind of a big deal. Next up, I have Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin. Really not sure what his future is with this team um, outside of perhaps a backup and just giving people a break, but he's the number 78th overall wide receiver. He's got 11 catches for 16.5 yards per reception. He's still a big play threat, just the drops are an issue, 68% catch rate. He needs to step that up a little bit. Uh, Dante Pettis, yikes. Um, Man, you talk about the definition of a roller coaster. He either is <laughs> making touchdown-winning plays in the fourth quarter against <laughs> the Steelers, or he's nowhere near the ball or running the wrong route or interception whenever it's targeted to him. So he's the number 99 overall wide receiver. But those two big touchdowns were huge. One of them you know, helped us get the victory against the Cardinals, and another one, again, the victory against the Steelers. So he's showing up in big-time moments, but a 55% catch rate. That's Des Bryant bad, super, super bad. And the last two players in the C category are Levine Toilolo and Richburg. Um, Levine Toilolo is the number 43 tight end. Richburg's the number 23 center. There's only 32 starters. Um, He's down kind of far on that. And, you know, I'll say this. (laughs) Um, I have nobody in the F category. 
I got nobody down there. Uh, the offense is it's operating very, very well. I don't think that you could really put anybody in there. You take away that game-winning touchdown for Pettis, you could talk about him being down there. But um, that's it. Everybody is passing. We're all passing. <laughs> the offense is passing grades, which is great. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of how I feel there. Um, now, if you guys had any concerns, I'm scrolling through the questions now. Um, here we go. What will Shanahan do with the extra time to prepare for Seattle? Oh, yeah. Um, you can guarantee, Nick, that Kyle Shanahan is going to do some special things uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. This is a huge game. Um, this is a huge game. I cannot explain how big of a game this is. And Kyle Shanahan always rises to the occasion. Always does. Hell of a coach. He's top three coach. There's no way you couldn't put him in that, especially if you're just talking offensively. And he scripts games very, very well. His first 20-play script is always tops in the NFL. Uh, he knows what's going on. He's played against this defense. We have a similar type of defense schematically. Kind of the blueprint is similar with what Robert Sala does, but it's different. And we're not the same, but it's different. I feel like there's like a gif out there that I could do. Um, is Des Bryant coming to the 49ers? Hell no. Um, God no. God no. I don't even want him watching in the stadium. Not a Des Bryant fan as a human, as a player, um, as a teammate. No. You go watch the All or Nothing with the Dallas Cowboy two years ago with the Amazon. I think it's episode three or four. And I have showed it to my, my son, and I said, look, this is not the type of player you can be with the way he argues with coaches, only cares about himself. Does he want to win? Yes. No, I don't want that guy anywhere around here. Stay the hell away. I do not want that guy. Um, do you think Solo will figure out a better um, how to stop a mobile quarterback? Golly, man. I, I cuss words come out at me whenever I break down that film. And so I, I cut up a couple clips. I'm going to have some up on Twitter hopefully tonight. But right after I finish this again, I'm doing the full defensive breakdown from the cards game uh, over on the Patreon account. And if you want to join that, just head over to NinersRush.com. You'll see the Patreon thing. Click it. It's 8 bucks a month, basically a dollar a video a week for over an hour of material, um, which we do twice a week. So, yeah, you got to go after them. You've got to hit now, and this is the difference between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, um, he'll, you can't hit him, and he doesn't throw interceptions. Russell Wilson, you can hit because he will hold on to that ball to to make that throw. He doesn't mind getting hit. Uh, he's He's been among the NFL most hit quarterbacks year and year and year, and they have a terrible offensive line, so... Whereas uh, Kyler Murray's just going to throw it away or run out of bounds or slide. No, Russell Wilson will stay in there for as long as it takes and get hit. And, you know, a crazy thing about Russell Wilson, despite all these hits, he's never missed a game. Uh, the 49ers hurt him and knocked him out of a game a few years ago, but he started the very next week. He's never missed a game as a pro. So he has this mentality that, oh, I can just play through it. Well, until the 49ers change that and defensive line Nick Bosa go after him, yeah, it's on him. That's on him. Um, I think Kyler and Russ are both great tune-up games to get excited about Ravens-Lamar. You know, if I'm ranking those three quarterbacks, um, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson, it goes Russell Wilson, a huge tier on his own, then Lamar Jackson, who's more of a running threat, and then Kyler Murray, not even in the conversation as those other two players personally. Um, Anyway, will you be replying to the videos, uh, comments left on Patreon? Yes, uh, obviously, um, yes, I 100%. If you put comments on there, uh, that's basically just a – I answer lots of things across all formats, whether that's Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, email, Patreon. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. I try to answer all of them. You know, sometimes after the Sunday game, the comments are everywhere. But on the Patreon account, yes, if I see a comment on there, um, yeah, you, you got access. You get priority. That's definitely a big reason why that is there. So uh, definitely some more options there for you. Now, uh, one thing I do want to talk about, we have a new sponsor. This, this is great news. Uh, people wanting to reach out and support the podcast. So here's the deal, bluechew.com. Uh, guys, you remember the day where you're always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Here you go. Bluechew.com. That's the blue like the color. And here's the thing. This is the first chewable FDA-approved active ingredient that you find in Viagra, Cialis, so you know they work. Um, you can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, whatever. It doesn't matter. And they're chewable. So it, it's twice as fast as the pills. So you will be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And here's the deal, guys. 
You know, whenever I started doing this podcast, I said, you know, any sponsor that I bring onto the podcast, it's something I want to try or something I believe in. Unfortunately, I haven't tried these. Um, <laughs> it's just not really an issue yet. Uh, I'm a younger guy, but it doesn't matter if you're a younger guy or not. But this is something I believe in. Uh, I, I believe in having a quality uh, relationship and marriage and all those things. And whatever you got to do to make that work, this is part of it. So if this is something that you struggle with and you could benefit from this, Blue Chew is fast, easy way to enhance your performance. So here's the deal. All you have to do, and it's free. It's free. <laughs> right now, if you head over to BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free. So if you want to try it out just to see, um, use the promo code 49ers. And it's free. All you have to do is pay $5 for shipping. You get it for free. And here's the cool thing about it is it's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door, discreet. So there's no in-person doctor visit. There's no waiting in the pharmacy. There's no awkwardness. It's free. <laughs> so if you want to try it, head to bluechew.com. Use promo code 49ers. Just pay for the $5 free shipping. Again, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code 49ers. So uh, that is there for you guys. Now let's jump back into our grades. Oh yeah. Here we go. This is where it gets special. The 49ers defense. The NFL is run by offense and it sells offense and you know, you look at uh, the top jersey sells, you look at on the cover of all the video games and magazines. It's always defense. Uh, I mean, sorry, it's always offense. But I'm a defensive guy. <laughs> Former defensive coach. Um, defensive player. That's just who I have always been. It's funny. Both my kids, too, 11 and 16, they're defensive starters. They play on the defensive ball. Maybe because we can't catch, but I'm looking at it the other way. So let's look at what our defense has done um, as a whole, and then we're going to jump in, and we're going to break down all the individual players, just like we did in offense. I know this is a longer episode, but I don't care. I want to talk about this team. Let's go. So defensive ranks, let's break it down into two separate categories. Offense, uh, I'm sorry, run game and pass game. So let's start with the run game. Okay, let's look at some metrics, and here's the overall grade I'm giving to our rush defense. I'm giving them a B, and I want it to be a little closer to a B minus, to be honest with you. Um, we have given up the 14th most rushing yards, which is right about the average. Three rushing touchdowns, which uh, is that's great news, right? So uh, we are excelling. Uh, we're giving up a lot of yards but we're not giving up a lot of touchdowns. The problem that I have is that we have allowed a 4.7 yards per attempt, and a lot of this has to do with tackling angles from the safety position. Usually whenever you're thinking about rushing defense, you're thinking front seven, or in our case, front six with the nickel defense. No, uh, the safeties play a huge role because a lot of times the defensive end or linebacker will spill the rush to the outside because the safety is supposed to be the alley player, the force player to be there to make the play, and they're not there. They're running themselves out of the play. So I've got a B-minus grade there. Passing, oh my gosh, A++++. We have one of the best passing defenses in the entire NFL. You know, Secondary-wise, you could talk about New England and how great they are. But, man, this 49ers secondary is unreal. And then whenever you look at the defensive pass rush, nobody's close to us. Not even close. Uh, there is nobody in the NFL that has a defensive pass rush like the 49ers do. A+. Plus. Uh, let's just look through some of these metrics, okay? We've given up the fewest yards in the NFL. The second fewest points in the NFL. The least amount of first downs. We have forced the fourth most turnovers. Um, least pass attempts, least passing yards, uh, fourth fewest passing touchdowns, fourth most interceptions. It goes on and on. This defense is unique to say the least. So let's get into the grades. Here we go. And when you guys disagree with one of my grades, please let me know. Throw it up. Tag me um, in the comments. It just helps me sort through it faster so I can address it before we get off air. Here we go. My A players, and there's a lot of them. God, there's a lot of them. I kept trying to see who could I move down. Can't move any of these guys down. Really couldn't. Richard Sherman, the number four rated corner. He's got three interceptions, 29 tackles. He's given up a lot of first downs. But again, if you've listened to my breakdowns on the defense, here's the deal. Robert Sella is basically doing this. You're going to have to score. You're going to have to do a 15-play drive consistently with no negative plays, no penalties, no sacks. Then you can score barely. 
We are allowing teams to kind of, you know, nickel and dime, really just nickel us. And that's fine. You want to run five-yard stopping routes on the outside, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because guess what? Our corners eventually will crash on that, jump that route, and get a pick six. So we're allowing those things to happen. You know, there's there's people out there, Grant Cohn, he, he hates Sherman, whatever, that's fine. He's 49ers, whatever, I don't care. There are people out there trying to point to statistics about first downs given up or whatever. We don't care about first downs. Even though we have allowed the fewest in the entire NFL, we care about points. And we are stopping those things from happening. You know, we stay in our secondary. Kwan Williams, the number five overall corner. Not number five overall nickel corner. Number five overall corner. Outside and nickel included. Two touchdowns, half of a sack, 22 tackles. He is playing so physical. And, you know, he's got one of the toughest matchups coming up this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett moves all over the entire offense. But uh, Kwan Williams is going to play against him more than anybody else. And they are very similar players and how shifty they are. We'll have to see what happens. Kwan Williams has a great game against the C. Seattle Seahawks, we're getting a W. That's just what it's going to be. Um, Witherspoon, who's soon to come back. I don't think he's going to be back this week. I really don't. Number nine overall corner. He only had one interception. I think he gave up like two catches. That's it in his first three games um, before he got injured. Mosley, who came in, backup. He's the number 20 overall corner, and his grade dropped because of that 188-yard touchdown play to Andy and Isabella against the Cardinals. Not really his fault. He undercut the route, tried to go for the interception, barely missed it. Uh, so the catch and the first down were his fault, 100%. The touchdown were not. Uh, that was on Sherman and Jimmy Ward and um, Joukowsky Tart. It was on those players. So take that for what you want. Quan Alexander, who's gone, RIP this year. Uh, he was the number 34 overall linebacker, but a lot of that had to do with the penalties getting thrown out of the Tampa Bay game. But when he was in there, he was special. Uh, he was special. We're going to miss a lot. That, that's a huge loss. Eric Armstead, let's talk about the D-line. Number six overall defensive lineman. Five and a half sacks, 28 tackles, seven tackle for loss, seven additional quarterback hits. This guy just keeps playing lights out. Uh, who would have thought he would be the number one rated defender on our D-line? Um, now, Bosa, Nick Bosa, He's the number nine, according to Pro Football Focus, but make no mistake, he is the best player on this defense. Um, You're talking not defensive rookie of the year. I'm trying to get out of that. Uh, He's the defensive player of the year, or at least in contention of that. Seven sacks, 21 tackles. He has 11 tackles for loss. 11. He's averaging over a tackle for loss a game with a sack. <laughs> like that's, that's nuts. 13 quarterback hits. D Ford, even though he's not getting a lot of snaps, five and a half sacks, 11 tackles, four tackle for losses, five quarterback hits. We just got to get this guy more snaps, but um, we'll have to see what happens because this Seattle game, if there's a game that he should get more work, it's this week. It's this week. 11 day break. Let's see how he responds. His knee responds. Um, hopefully that goes well. But uh, those are my A players. Now, uh, my B players, DeForest Buckner, I kept moving back and forth. You know, man, do I want him up there as an A player? Do I want him down? Um, he's, he's teetering in between that. You know, I got him in the B-plus category. He's the number 21 interior defensive lineman in the NFL. Four sacks, 33 tackles for loss. Five, uh, 33 tackles, sorry. Five tackles for loss. Eight quarterback hits. He's active. He's being double teamed all the time. A big reason why the guys on the outside are getting all those sacks is because of DeForest Buckner. Um, has he played as well? As he has in the past, no, but um, he's still playing great football. Ronald Blair, number 24 overall as a defensive end. He's three sacks, 19 tackles, six tackle for loss, three quarterback. This guy should be starting for 25 franchises in the NFL, Ronald Blair. He's a backup for us. He's not even our number one backup defensive end. He's our number four. <laughs> so you look at the four defensive ends we have with Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, D. Ford, Ronald Blair. Those guys are spe- – Ronald Blair should start for the majority of the teams in the NFL. He's our second backup defensive end. That's nuts. Um, Jimmy Ward, okay? Now, hold on because I'm arguing myself here. I don't like that he's a B. I really, really don't. The number 29 overall safety, but here's the problem. The way he played against the Rams on the road with the four fourth down stops on his own in the passing and rushing game – one of the best games a safety has had all year across the NFL. Now, his other games, 
Not so much. Um, but, man, you know, I, he should be in the C category, but he did so well against the Rams that one day. I'm like, screw it. We've got to bump him up. you got to bump him up. Um, so I got him in the B category. Fred Warner, um, the 66th overall rated linebacker. He's struggled quite a bit in the run and the passing game at times, but uh, the potential is there. Just consistency has to improve. And Dre Greenlaw, um, I have him in the B category as well. we got to see how he's going to play. You know, he's been playing about 40% of snaps per game. That's going to jump up to about 100% of snaps. If he answers the call and, you know, plays as well as he can, he's still a rookie. Uh, that's huge. But if he can step up his game, that's great. If he can't, Aziz is going to be in there at the Sam. And Aziz is explosive. Aziz is much more like Quan Alexander than Dre Greenlaw is. Dre Greenlaw is a little bit more like uh, Fred Warner. So their, their play styles are different. Aziz is fly around explosions. And Dre Greenlaw is much more consistent repetition where he needs to be. And that's not a knock on them. They're just different play styles. One of them is just running chaos, and the other one is Tony Gwynn, base hit, singles, consistent. So we're going to have to see what's going to happen with these two players because I think it's a little bit of a competition. I would not be surprised at all if Aziz starts getting a lot of starter snaps or if they rotate series. Um, He's going to be out there, Aziz is. He's going to play. Now let's get down to our last two grades, the C's and F's. And this is going to be weird because i got a player on here twice. You already know what's happening. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. I can't help it. Solomon Thomas um, at the inside <laughs> defensive tackle position. I got him as a C plus. He's the number 78 uh, interior defender. If we can get rid of penalties and dumb mistakes, I wouldn't mind putting him in the B category. But uh, just not consistent. Um, but, yeah, I have him at the C spot uh, from the interior only. Well, <laughs> well, anyway, DJ Jones I have as a C as well. Um, he's bounced back between that B, C, F tiers. He's, last game he was an A. Previous game before he got injured he was an F. And before that he was a C. So he, he's kind of bouncing around, but he's coming off of his best game as a pro. Hopefully that continues into we're going to need him this week against the Seahawks because their running attack is special. Uh, they like to run a lot. Very physical running game, which the 49ers defense has struggled with. Uh, if you look at Adrian Peterson in the mud bowl over 100 yards, you look at Kenyon Drake last week, um, you know, put up over 100 yards, that's huge. So um, we're going to have to see what they can do with Carson back there. Now let's go to the F's. These are the failures. Um, Tart, number 72 overall safety. So there's only 64 starting safeties in the NFL. He's number 72. So he's ranked behind eight non-starters. And he's coming off his worst game as a pro. He's been okay. He's been average. But he is just blowing major assignments and allowing explosive plays um, on key downs, third downs, third and longs, goal line situations. Uh, he's just giving up major touchdowns. Something has to happen there. Something. You were to ask me right now, what is the major need? If you had to like pick, okay, who's the what position is the 49ers' uh, first round pick going to be spent on next year? I would have said offensive line. But with the way Brunskill and school have responded, I think I'm not too worried about the offensive line. I, I kind of want Brunskill to be the backup interior offensive lineman at the guard position, school to back up the tackles, whatever. I'm getting off task. Sorry about that. Um, but I would say safety. Safety is the biggest one now. Uh, it used to be corner. It used to be offensive line. used to be wide receiver. No, 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 no. Now it's safety. Uh, Tart scares me. Sheldon Day, he's the number 100-rated defensive interior player. He has not played well. Um, I don't know. His snaps are going down and down and down, but they're not going down enough. I like Sheldon Day. I love his personality. I love what he brings to the locker room, but he cannot play that anchor role. He needs to go play the three technique somewhere where they're not loaded like we are at that position. And then Solomon Thomas outside, and that's just should never, ever, ever happen. <laughs> uh, should never happen. So um, what we're going to do now, uh, that's, that's all of our grades for defense. We're going to do a couple special teams grades in a second. But uh, I, I want to take a second and allow you guys to make fun of me. Uh, <laughs> if, if you guys want to come out and just say whatever, whether I, I was right or wrong or you disagree, it doesn't matter. I want to know what you guys think about uh, the grades that have been coming out. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I love this. Here we go. What is our line nickname? Ferrari Front, <laughs> Ferrari Front 4, Triple F, FFF, all those things. And I, I just 
talked down about Jaquiski Tart's player uh, play, but uh, he came out today and he tweeted this out. No, stay with what they were calling us before this, the pretenders. And I love that. I really, really do love that. Um, they have been talking about this chip on the shoulder. Nobody gives us the respect. Love that. And and Sherman's going to bring that perspective and attitude to the defense. And, and that's what they need because this defense has been together for a long time. You add Nick Bosa. You add Quan Alexander. Outside of that, these guys have been there for a long time. Almost all of them have been. So the pretenders, they want to call us pretenders, bring it on. And I love how Tart embraces that. So personally, that's what I want to do. Um, you know, a couple of our writers, Renato, happy birthday to him. Shout out to him. He's putting out some great work. Um, you know, again, if you head over to NinersRush.com, we got a couple new articles up. We got a new writer. Just want to say uh, thanks for the thing. Um, we've got a lot of content coming out that we are putting up everywhere. And we are just getting started. Uh, we're pretty excited about this. Should... Um, since gold is out for the Seahawks game, who do you think uh, they'll get to kick? Yeah, it should be Wisnowski. Uh, I, I I would prefer him to kick. He's got the leg, so you know it's a little bit more whatever. The NFL kickoffs today it's not really as important as it used to be, but uh, yeah, put Wisnowski is going to be kicking for kickoffs, and then they've already brought in their new kicker. Um, th- this is it's it's not a you know whatever. It, this is where it is. So. Um, Sorry, Chase McLaughlin, the rookie kicker, he's going to be the one that's out there. So if Gold can't go, it's going to be him. They released Sam Young today, the backup tackle, which they can do just fine now because Staley's back and McGlinchey is probably back. Um, But we only needed one of those guys to be active to release an extra kicker. So that's where that's at. Um, Let's see here. Since, um, yep, you just got there right there. Um, yep, seeing some uh, fun emojis, some arguing. I love it. Do you think Tart is able to rebound after that terrible game? I hope so. And, and he has kind of done this all throughout his career. He has a great positive play, then a bad play, then a positive play, then a bad play. So he's not one of those people that, you know, even off the game, he's been very active on Twitter, and he's he's out there, he's involved. So I, I want to see him respond. This is going to be a huge game because it's got a tough matchup all over it, which we're going to be breaking down um, later on. So, all right, now what I want to do is jump over to one of my bets of the week. I'm going to have another one on Saturday, but here we go. MyBookie.ag, love those guys. Um, They continue to put up bets that we are looking for uh, so that we can get paid and have some fun. We've done really, really well this year. So a couple things real quick with MyBookie.ag. If you head over there now, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, they're going to match half of your initial deposit. So if you put 100 bucks in, they're going to give you $50 for free to bet with, which doesn't make much sense. But here's what's up right now for the 49ers. We are negative six, which means we're six-point favorites. Uh, the money line is minus 260, which is way too much. Uh, that continued to bump up. If you got in on that with us earlier in the week, that's great. The money line basically says we're just saying they're going to win outright, but now it's minus 260. So you're betting 10 to win 13. Um, you know, it's not really there. The odds aren't there. The over-under is 47.5, which I want to bet the over. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but that's not my bet of the week. Here's my bet of the week. If you go to mybookie.ag, you click Props Builder on the left, you'll see the tab. Uh, then you'll you know sort it by NBA, NFL, whatever. Go to NFL, then go to the 49ers game. And here's my bet of the week. I love this. Longest touchdown over or under 39 and a half yards. This is going to be a game of explosives. Okay, If you just look at the Seattle Seahawks side, one, um, they love to chunk the ball deep, whether that's to DK Metcalf whether that's to Tyler Lockett. Now Josh Gordon's coming back, even though I'm not sure he's going to play that much. Uh, But that's key. Um, Here's what I think, though. The 49ers, obviously, we are an explosive team as all get out with so many fast uh, players, Debo Samuel, both our running backs, George Kittle. There's so much there. There is going to be an explosive play. So I'm taking the over. So longest touchdown to be over 39 and a half yards. Um, you bet 10 to win 17. Those are, It's a minus 127 bet. Love that bet this week. So again, mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers. You're going to match half of your initial deposit. Man, why not? It's free money. <laughs> and if you just want to bet a dollar, you can put that down on it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So head over there. Join us for that. And before we jump off today, here's the deal. We got to talk special teams. Got to talk special teams. Um, I don't have any A grades, 
But I just want to talk our kickers. Mike Wishnowski. Okay. Uh, it reminds me of Monsters, Inc. every time I say his name. Um, he is the number 26 overall punter. He is he started off rather poor. He's a rookie. It's what it is. But he's gotten better and better and better, and he just got named um, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. So uh, if you look at what he's done from a punting perspective, 14 out of 25 of his punts have been inside the 20. Um, He's got a couple inside the 10 and two inside the 5. So he's playing better and better, and he hits too, which I love. I love how he just brings the boom out there. Um, So we'll have to see. But you got to kind of keep in mind, the 49ers have punted the least amount of times in the entire NFL. So (laughs) we spent this fourth-round pick on the guy. We're not using him too much. So he's punted 25 times in eight games, so you can kind of see we're averaging about four punts a game, uh, which is great. You you, you want to keep that. <laughs> that's a wonderful um, trajectory if we can keep that, maintain that throughout the year. And Robbie Gold I have as an absolute F, perhaps even F-, minus. which <sighs> who would have guessed this is where we were going to be? He's 13 for 20 on field goals. Um, he's made all of his extra points, but that is a 65 percent uh, percentage, just not good at all. And he's missed two 30-yard field goals. That's not okay. And now the injury, which makes it worse. It's just it's bad. Getting worse. Getting worse. Getting worse. Um, hopefully, this quad injury isn't as bad as it seems, and we can kind of figure this out. Um, but yeah, it's not the best situation right now. I'll say that. But uh, anyway, we will be back in two. Very quick days with a breakdown of the scouting report, who to exploit, all that stuff, and more bets from my bookie. So we've got a lot of great things for you. And if you're a part of the my Patreon, just want to say thank you. I will have a very long video up soon of all the feed uh, of the defensive breakdown against the Cardinals. So lots of great stuff to look forward to. Can't wait and enjoy the eight and 49ers. About to be nine and Really, really excited about this. So good things to come. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.